Hello and welcome into the Fantasy Loners League podcast. This is your host, Wolfman27, and with me today we have Fisher Sports. How are you doing, Fisher? I am back again, ready to bless the eardrums of so many as I normally do, and uh, I'm doing pretty well. I'm, I'm full send on Christmas right now. I know it hasn't even been Thanksgiving, and I'm usually not that guy, but I got a... Uh, this is going to be the most manly thing you've heard all day. I've got a uh, candle lit in my in my office as well as a glass of eggnog. I'm ready to go, full send. I haven't done the outside lights yet, but the interior of my house is completely Christmas. Uh, so I'm all about the season right now, and I'm ready for this uh, the end of the season and the start of the playoffs here. I can confirm that, at least in my case, that's the most manly thing I've heard all day. <laughs> But that being said, I just work a desk job, so I don't really have many people coming up to me and saying manly things anyways. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I, yeah. You, know, you know, it was a struggle for me to start. Um, well, it's not like I do this all the time. I've, I've bought one, but to buy a candle, that, that's like a that's a thing to get over. Because, like, for me, I was like, man, I'm going to have to walk up to the cash register and they're going to judge me because I'm like, I'm only here to buy a candle, but I want, like, the room to smell like pine. And so that, that was a thing to get over for me. I don't, I don't know why I made such a big deal out of it, but I'll tell you what, if you're a, if you're a man and you think you're too cool for candles, I, I got a different story for you because these things are awesome. <laughs> I'll tell you what, as I get older, the less I care about what people think of my purchases, uh, I'm all over the place now with like everything. I don't care. I'm comfortable enough in myself. Like if I want a candle, I'm going to get a candle, damn it. <laughs> that's the way to do it you just get you just don't care about it yeah exactly you just you do you just there, like we go just like we all do in the league this well this season i guess as a whole uh, so we did tease we were hoping for a tripod today between you me and sam fran but sam fran wasn't able wasn't available to record at this time at least he didn't respond back as for when he would be available, I think that, uh, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I think that your matchup against him this week may have uh, done a little bit too much damage to him when he took a jump off of his deck. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, um, you know, my man Bobby Woods pulled it out for me. I didn't think I was going to, I didn't think I was going to pull it out. I was down quite an awful lot uh, before Sunday night with uh, Jimmy G coming out and having a good game for me. And then, and then Monday it was uh, Robert Woods against uh, Mark Andrews, and I still didn't feel great about that. Mark Andrews is a local kid for me, so I'm always rooting for him. But um, you know, I was able I was able to pull out the win, and now I think, like you said uh, earlier when we were talking before the podcast started, I think I have clinched a buy. I've definitely clinched a spot in the playoffs, so I'm feeling good about it. Yeah, so you haven't officially clinched a buy, but you pretty much have. The only scenario where you don't is if I were to beat you in our matchup this week. And not only would I have to beat you, but I'd have to outscore you by like 150 points or something like that, which is just not going to happen. Sorry, unless you benched your entire team, which I'm not going <laughs> to ask you to do that. But um, since we I already think... alluded to it. Oh, sorry. you first. No, no, I was just going to say, I just think for the experimental factor, it could be fun. It could. I mean, if you really, really wanted to have that week 14 matchup, you didn't want to miss a single piece of action. I mean, you could do that. It, go ahead. <laughs> but uh, since we alluded to it, we might as well just jump right into our matchups from last week, starting with you versus Sam Fran. So it was really kind of you when you mentioned the Sunday night game that you just glossed over how God awful the Packers were because that played a huge part in why Sam Fran wasn't able to keep his lead with both Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones doing so terribly. And that's what did him in, in the end. Yeah, that, that was a huge thing. I think, um, you know, with San Francisco, they've, if you look at their past uh, draft classes, it's, Defensive end, defensive end, defensive end, edge tackle, defensive, you know what I mean? And so that defensive line is so strong, and um, that's the only thing that you can really beat the Packers with, I think, is being able to stop Aaron Rodgers from throwing the ball and uh, and stop, of course, Aaron Jones from running the ball, and they were able to do that. So 
Um, that's actually a matchup I'm really excited for in the playoffs is uh, if they get to play each other as the Niners and the Packers to see if the Packers can come back and change that a little bit. But as far as fantasy is concerned, yeah, it was really lucky for me that they were able to lock him up. And again, I had Jimmy G and uh, and Robert Woods versus Aaron Jones, uh, Aaron Rodgers and uh, and Mark Andrews, like we said. And so I wasn't feeling good and I was down by quite a lot, but I was able to come back and win it out. So. Yeah, I mean, the Packers, as long as I can remember, man, anyone with a good defensive line and pass rush has just destroyed us. And it's not like our offensive line has been atrocious, but I don't know. We just never have an answer for a good defense like that. And it just transcends all the coaching staffs and everything. It's really frustrating to watch. <laughs> the The one key moment that shows this beautifully is that uh, season where the Packers went 15-1 and one, and then faced the Giants after the mm-hmm. bye week, and they completely destroyed us because we had no answer to their pass rush. It was really annoying. Well, as far as – I can give you a little insider knowledge here. As far as uh, the Niners are concerned, I know that uh, A.Q. Shipley, um, center for the Cardinals, longtime veteran center in the in the NFL, said that um, – the thing that the, the Niners do so well is they they work to get one-on-one matchups. So it challenges everybody on the defensive line. So yeah, you guys have, you know, uh David Bakhtiari and some of these other guys that are that are pretty good. But if if every single person on that offensive line isn't up to snuff, Aaron Rodgers is gonna get sacked instantly from that from that offense. So it's really tough. So that's I think why you get uh some of those matchups and and why it makes it so tough. Yeah, we would have, I'd say, around three that I feel confident in. One of them being Bulaga, who got hurt in that game, which he's always hurt, so whatever at this point. But um, him, Bakhtiari, and uh, the new guy we got, uh, I think he's playing center. I could be wrong, but uh, Jenkins, he's been really, really good this year, too. He's arguably been doing better than Bakhtiari, which, because Bakhtiari's gotten a little bit rusty. I don't know if it's the new offense or what, but... Uh, getting a little bit more holding calls than normal. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's better than what we have out here in in the Valley. It's It's been a tough uh, stand here for our offensive linemen. I've actually been really impressed by them this year. Um, it doesn't seem like it changed much from last year, but uh, they've been a lot better. So um, I wish we could have your offensive line, but it's tough in a division where you have the Seahawks, you've got the Rams, and you've got the Niners now. And, I mean – I love having Kyler because he just he just runs around all of them and it's it doesn't get sacked as much. But last year with Rosen, man, it was brutal. All right, let's go. With, I'm going to do our first bold prediction of the episode, and this is coming from me. I'm going to predict the Cardinals upsetting the Rams. You know, it, it's definitely happening. Like I I, I, I I just I have a feeling it's just definitely going to happen. The Rams just don't have it this year. They don't, man. That just it's their offensive. Talk about bad offensive lines. That's. Part of the reason the Rams are doing so bad. The other part is Jared Goff, but uh, we won't go too far into that. So in regards to going back to your matchup here, I think Jam Brosa and I both picked Sam Fran to beat you. So we were both wrong on that. And (laughs) we were pretty much on the same page for most of these matchups here. We both picked Tedro to defeat JDGG, and he was able to successfully and Tedro has now clinched a spot in the playoffs. He started out, what, 0-3 or 0-4, traded away Kittle for nothing, for pretty much Kittle for Nelson Aguilar, and he went on a winning streak after that. Uh, I mean, Tedro's he's still thin at depth, but he's shown that he can win pretty consistently, at least. Yeah, it's been impressive. He's got the... That uh, Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb stack that's always just so good for him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and even weathering a Todd Gurley game that was just awful. And But, you know, Nick Chubb's been great for him. And, uh, yeah, like you said, not a whole ton, not a whole lot of a uh, of a bench here. But, you know, if he can win, that, that's all that matters. And we'll see. Anything can happen in the playoffs. I mean, Todd Gurley could have an amazing Week 16 week 15 and and you know he makes it all the way to the championship or something like that so um definitely not somebody to sleep on but uh not necessarily the guy i'm the most worried about in the playoffs either so we'll see what happens oh sure things can definitely roll tedro's way though especially with the browns having some easier matchups coming up uh they get the steelers this week but they still have the cardinals and the Bengals, so that could work out well for chubb and mayfield and that on a good week, that could be enough to just pull a win off in the playoffs. 
But let's move on here. We had a scare for Fonet here. He was facing off against 404 Found, and early on it was looking like 404 Found was going to take it. But Fonet was able to come back on Monday night with that performance from Mark Ingram to go to 11 and 1 and move 404 Found down to 5 and 7. Man, I was hoping 404, 404 Found, sorry, could pull this one out because uh, if that would have happened, I would have been one win away from Fonet. And uh, I, I'm, I was trying to go for that first seed. So, you know, maybe he loses this week and then I hop up in there or, or, uh, or we tie for it or something like that. But uh, he pulls it out again, 11 and 1. But yeah, uh, 404 found here. He had a pretty strong performance early from Jared Cook and Robbie Anderson and the Steelers defense. But pretty much everything else fell apart around him, including James White not even managing to get a full half point. <laughs> so uh, four or Fonet rather, while he underperformed his projections by a lot, was still able to sneak away with the win there. And the playoff race is still wide open then because we have. How many five and seven teams now? We've got five, five and seven teams. Wow. And one of them, actually, let's go to the next one. Coys versus J.M. Pincus. So we both thought, me and Jam Bros would pick J.M. Pincus to win this one. And we were right. But Coys left Juju in his lineup at receiver. He could have moved Odell Beckham Jr. to receiver and played Ronald Jones in the flex. And that would have won the game for Coys here. And that would have been crucial because he's behind a lot of people in the total points on the season. But if he were able to pull off the win against J.M. Pincus, then all he would have to do is beat Jambrosa and he'd be in the playoffs this week. Yeah, and he's able to weather that. Uh, he would have been able to weather that, that horrible game by the Packers like you were talking about. Negative one points for fantasy. That's terrible. But how about uh, A.J. Brown has really been standing out this year. What do you think about him like going forward? Would you keep him? You know what? Uh, since Tannehill took over, A.J. Brown has become a thing. And uh, Tannehill himself is a thing. I just actually, spoiler alert, picked him up on waivers because I'm totally fine moving forward with just Tannehill and Foles going into the playoffs at quarterback. Tannehill has actually been, since he's started, starting, like officially, he's been the second highest fantasy quarterback right behind Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he's been he's been awesome. I've always been a big Tannehill fan. I I liked him in uh, in in uh, Miami, and um, you know he never really worked out. But it looks like now he's he's starting to work out. I actually saw a uh, scouting report of him in high school yesterday. I don't I don't remember where I saw it, some video or something. But uh, they listed him as a dual threat quarterback, which I thought was kind of funny because that's definitely not what he is. But he's been great in the NFL, um, you know, in spurts, and now he's kind of showing that again. And it seems like they may want to stick with him next season. It seems like they may want to pay him um, as a free agent. And we'll see what happens with Marcus Mariota. But um, I was under the impression that maybe they would trade up and try to grab one of the guys in this draft. But it looks like Tannehill might be their guy. So that's interesting. Well, I agree with that. And the la- the next matchup here was between Jambrosa himself and Adam Jeffrey where, once again, Adam Jeffrey falls to a very narrow loss just by three points, and Jambrosa gets his revenge from back in week one of the season. How about this one? It's a nail-biter. Um, yeah, Drew Brees had a great game. Um, after these last few weeks, he's been struggling a little bit. I know that because I own him uh, in another league. But how about Jonathan Williams out here? Two games in a row looking absolutely fantastic. I've been really impressed by Kareem Hunt, too. Uh, so those guys really led the way, and Jambrosa comes away with, uh, I believe, the top scorer on the week, and also the top, like he out-projected, uh, outscored his projection by the most, and so he was able to beat Adam Jeffrey, who just, man, I feel bad for him. He's got Lamar Jackson, the stud, but he cannot catch a break. It seems like every every week something happens where he's just missing out, even on a huge week like this where he was the second highest scorer. It's honestly impressive how bad his luck has been. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, kudos to him for landing Lamar Jackson because he's going to be an excellent keeper for next season. And he was almost able to mount that comeback on Monday night, five touchdowns and all, but still came up just short. Yeah, I mean, there's you can't ask for anything else in this situation. Um, At this point, I think you just got to blame it on the coaching and and move on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure Adam Jeffrey will love to hear that. (laughs) 
but he must, uh, have, he, he, he must have hired Jason Garrett as his coach this season. So that was his first mistake. Yeah. What What is the rumor I've been hearing now is if Cowboys don't win the division, then uh, he's likely finally canned. Is that it? I, th- I think he's out no matter what. Um, I don't know if you heard Jerry Jones did an interview. It was either yesterday or this morning where um, it was with Nate Burleson from uh, Good Morning Football. And Burleson asked him, you know, why isn't Dak Prescott paid yet? And uh, Jerry Jones said, well, you know, there's a whole there's a whole bunch of things. There's coaching. He was like super annoyed. And he said, I, I'm not usually the type of person to get hand cramps when writing checks. But as of right now, I don't know what's going to happen. So it sounds like he's not completely sold on even having Dak Prescott sign a big contract. And I think Jason Garrett's for sure out after this season. They might not even make the playoffs now. So that's ridiculous because they were my Super Bowl pick at the beginning of the year. Disgusting. That actually disgusts me because Cowboys are disgusting and I don't want them near the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like the Cowboys either. Um, but just just that team with, you know, I, I believe that Dak was going to have a huge year and he actually pretty much has. Yeah, he's done. Um, well. Yeah, I, I, I really liked Zeke. He was a guy that I loved, especially for fantasy. Um, he's been eh, a, lo- a little bit, but, you know, you get Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. I thought that they were going to be great this season, and they just aren't. And you look at their games, and it's just coaching. Yeah, I mean, the offensive coaching has gotten a little bit better since we've seen the breakouts from, uh, you know, Michael Gallup. Mari Cooper has been kind of hit or miss. I mean, he just goosed me this week in yeah. my matchup versus No Sleep. And I got worst manager again here because I benched Jarvis Landry for like the 80th time and he blew up. <laughs> uh, you love to see it when you trade a guy like Amari Cooper in a trade you don't feel so good about and then it ends up working out like that. For now, you know, at least I was able to come away with the win. So I'm officially clinched a spot in the playoffs. Uh, this was the tiebreaker because Jambros and I picked the same on all the matchups. And he thought I was going to win. I thought No Sleep was going to take it. But with the performance from Amari Cooper getting zero, was reflected in Dak Prescott also just getting 7.88. And then uh, Kenny Stills only got him one point. Saquon, super disappointing, seven points. I was saying how... I thought he had a better shot at beating me if he started Saquon over Jamal Williams. And Jamal Williams ended up with more points than Saquon. Yeah, in our other league, um, my dynasty league, I I have Saquon. And uh, I traded for him, I think, three weeks ago. And ever since, he's been terrible. So right now, I don't know if I can trust Saquon at all. I he, That's another coach I think he's going to get fired is Pat Shermer. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I do you start Saquon or do you start some of those other guys who are, it's gross to do, but man, he's been so bad lately. I don't know if you, if you need a win, do you start him or not? Oh, you start him because he's facing the Packers defense this week and (laughs) Packers cannot stop the run for the life of them. In fact, I think the last eight weeks, the Packers are almost dead last in like almost every defensive category. We've been terrible. Just started off against weak opponents. That's terrible because they were so good to start the season. They, you know, yeah. their whole thing was, oh, we got this defensive line, we got the Smith brothers and and all that stuff. And what, what happened? Yeah, no, the Smiths have still been great. Uh, we actually have a pass rush, but it's been the same thing as it has been for as long as I can remember, where they just keep giving up these big plays. It's supposed to have this bend but don't break defense, but in reality, it's a bend and then break defense. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's it's getting old fast, so they're already talking, maybe moving on from Mike Pettin, who I do like, but I don't know. I don't know. We've been relative, relatively healthy on defense, so I, I don't know. At a certain point, it's players, not plays, but we seem to have gotten some good player acquisitions in the offseason, and I don't know. <laughs> I would argue the other way around as a Cardinals fan, man. We've got three pro bowlers on our defense. Chandler Jones leads the league in sacks. Um, Buda Baker and, uh, Jordan Hicks are both top five in tackles and yet we cannot stop anything. It's ridiculous. I, I think it's a hundred percent plays and not players at that point. It's a combination of both. Definitely. I mean, sometimes good schemes can't save bad players, but good players can also not stop good or bad schemes. I don't know. I was trying to say <laughs> something profound and it came down all jumbled. <laughs> we'll just leave it be. <laughs> so, 
Jambrosa beats me in the predictions for week 12, and he also beat me in the bonus prediction. By the time I aired the podcast, he had predicted that Jacoby Brissett would run in a touchdown, which he did, and I predicted Deshaun Watson would run in a touchdown, which he did not. Mm. So congrats, Jambrosa. You were able to defeat me. And with that said, let's take a look together at week 13 here, last week of the regular season. Let's see who we think is going to win. And I'm going to start with the most exciting matchup here between Sam Fran and No Sleep Tonight. They're both 5-7. and seven. Sam Fran currently sitting in 6th place and No Sleep at 7th place. And they have a pretty hefty lead in point total. So more than likely, whoever wins this matchup is going to claim that final playoff spot. Who do you have? This is a tough one, man. This is—they've both got some studs on their on every position, really. But I think I'm going to go with Sam Fran. He—he uh, he had a great week. He almost beat me last week. But here's why: Aaron Rodgers facing the New York Giants. That's a great matchup. Derrick Henry. It's Derrick Henry season. He's ready to explode again. Uh, you got Aaron Jones, who's also facing the Giants. Michael Thomas has been amazing. Devontae Parker, I called this in the beginning of the season that he was going to be great, and then I cut out of it before he actually was great. Um, and so I have no shares of Devontae Parker where I used to own him almost everywhere. And so that's a sad day. But um, other than that, of, of course, you still got Mark Andrews. You got all those guys. I think I'm going to go with him over uh, some of the other bigger names, I think, on No Sleep Tonight's roster. I think uh, Sam Fran, if you want to call it an upset, pulls it out here. I think he's projected to win right now. But um, that's what I'm going to go with. What about, what do you think? I'm on the same side. I think San Fran just has great matchups across the board for all of his players at between the two errands after doing nothing in San Fran, they're going to be angry. They're going to want to come out swinging against the giants and they can, cause the giants defense is just awful. So I expect them both to have good games. You mentioned Derek Henry's been on fire. It's that time of year now too, when it's cold out, they're going to run the ball. Uh, Colts have a decent defense, but I think Henry will still be good because it's going to be, I expect it to be a close matchup where it's not going to get too out of hand. And then Michael Thomas, it doesn't matter who he's facing. The guy has been incredible all season and he's against the Falcons. Devontae Parker is just going to be good rest of season. And then the rest, you can just fill in the gaps there. I mean, he's got a couple, he's got Eckler and Keenan Allen on bench because they just had a bye. They've got Denver, which is kind of hit or miss. But uh, he can play either one of them over Cobb or Geis. But I think Cobb will even be fine against Buffalo this week. There you go. I I, I really like that matchup as well. Let's move on to our other five and seven here. Um, the between Coy's, Coy's three hundred two and and Jambrosa. Um, for me personally, I'm going Coy's three hundred two just because Jambrosa said that I was going to have a terrible <laughs> week in the first week of the playoffs. And uh, like I said, man, you're on a list, so I can't I can't pick you. Um, I also think that Josh Allen could have another good week against Dallas. Uh, Le'Veon Bell against Cincinnati is something that I want everywhere. Curtis Samuel against Washington is something that I like. And my man A.J. Brown is out here against Indiana, so that could be a fun matchup as well. It is going to be a close one. Uh, It's even projected close currently, but they don't have all their starters in their lineup. I'm going to side with Jambrosa in this one just because – I think he's motivated to go out with a bang. He wants to get this last win. And even though it's now a long shot that Coys will make playoffs, he needs a lot to go his way for that to happen. But Jambrosa is going to make sure that he has no shot at that. (laughs) So I'll go with Jambrosa. I'm totally fine with it. I don't think he's got too many bad matchups overall. And, uh, but I could see it going either way. Realistically. There we go. Let's take another one, uh, look here. This could be a preview of a playoff matchup in the future. We've got Fonette versus Tedro. Fonette looking to finish off the season at just 12-1, and one, and Tedro maybe move up a little bit in the seating if he can get a win here. Uh, who you got this week? Uh, this is a tough one. Selfishly, I'm going to have to go with Tedro because I want Fonette to finish 11-2 and two out of spite um, so that I can say that I was way closer to him. I think Todd Gurley could have a bounce-back game against Arizona, unfortunately. Um, I don't want to root for that, but you know how it is. Our our defense is is, is awful. Uh, and then I think John Brown could definitely be the X factor in this matchup, and I think uh, he could have a big week against Dallas as well. So that's who I'm going to go with. 
John Brown will definitely have to have a big role, I think, in order for Tedro to pull this one off. He's actually got two Bills receivers. He's got Cole Beasley also. The Beasles. So he's rooting for the Bills against the Cowboys in that one. But I'm going to go with Fonette. I'm going to take the the favorite here. The other concern for Fonette is Matt Ryan. Is he going to continue to be underwhelming versus the Saints? And Mark Ingram, who's going to be going up against that 49er defense. He might be underperforming a little bit there. But he does have DJ Moore, who blew up last week. He's got the Redskins this week. And I think that'll be a great matchup. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, DJ Moore is 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 a really strong wide receiver. I don't think he's the greatest thing in the world, but against Washington, I mean, anybody can have a big week. So uh, that'll be a, a fun one to watch for sure. I'm not doubting DJ Moore anymore. Uh, I was a big Curtis Samuel truther going into the season, so I passed on every opportunity at DJ Moore so I could get Curtis Samuel later. Hasn't worked out too well. A lot of that is quarterback issues, but... DJ Moore's been able to do pretty well, even with Kyle Allen throwing him the ball. So I'm, I'm not going to knock him while he's still producing. <laughs> there you go. The numbers uh, definitely prove it. I was I was a Curtis Samuel guy myself, too. Um, him and and especially back in the day with Devin Funches, who I'm still a big fan of. I, that's the guy I would love for the Cardinals to go out and get in the uh, in the offseason. But um, but yeah, DJ Moore's been putting up the numbers. So you got to you got to stick with it. Yeah. You really need another receiver in Arizona. You guys have like we 50, do, don't you? We do because we don't have. A, we've got thirty thousand fast guys. We don't have another go up and get it guy for when uh, Larry inevitably leaves, which will not be at the end of this season. But still, it's um, not like you're targeting Larry, anyways. Yeah, we are. Sure, oh, we are. Barely. <laughs> sure, we are. Hey, you know uh, the goat, Kyler Murray, has um, almost identical, uh, except for. Like, you have to take this last week out because Kyler was on bye. Um, but up until this last week, him and Tom Brady had almost identical passing numbers, and that's and then you add on Kyler Murray's rushing yards. So he really is the GOAT because he's beating out the GOAT. So, uh, yeah, that's how that goes. So um, Brady's an old man, hasn't been doing anything <laughs> this season. It's all been that defense. He's getting carried. Yeah, okay. He's... Uh, He's definitely changed the way that he's playing, but that's for the defense. I think that just goes to show how good Brady is. But No, um, I'll hand it to you. Kyler's been uh, pretty impressive. He's been getting better, I feel like, each week, yeah. too, which is what you want to see. And I did actually make a move for him in another league, traded for Kyler Murray because they had a later deadline for some reason. And mm. uh, he'll be my quarterback going forward. Pretty happy with that. There you go. But let's take a look at this matchup here, which – might end up being irrelevant in the broad scheme of things, but we have JDGG going up against 404 Found. If 404 Found decides to start his lineup this week, he may move Mahomes and Dalvin Cook in there, in which case I would pick him to beat JDGG. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't even looking at Mahomes. That's a good That's a good point. I think Christian Kirk could be a strong play, and Dalvin Cook, like you said, that definitely makes this tougher for me. I think I'm still going to go with uh, JDGG, though. I think Russell Wilson's going to have a big week. Uh, Devin Singletary's looked fantastic. I keep on picking these bills against Dallas, so um, I don't know what the reasoning behind that is. I don't have a reason for you, but I just I guess I have a feeling that I like the bills this week. Um, you know, and Chris Carson's been on and off, but I think he could have a, another strong week this week. Uh, Godwin and Galladay are, are two solid guys. I just feel like this roster is so much more solid than 404 found. So 404 found could definitely have the, uh, the burst out, you know, out of nowhere week, especially with Pat Mahomes and Dalvin cook. But um, I like the safety. I think of, of JDGG's roster in this, in this matchup. 404 found has a ton of boomer bus players like Brandon cooks, uh, Tyler Boyd this year, at least just be, but he's got Andy Dalton back. So maybe he'll be a little bit more reliable and uh, Tariq Cohen Tyrell Williams, you haven't really been able to predict all of them. But uh, I just think he takes it here. I'm not as big on the Bills, and I'm not sure about Chris Carson. I mean, they've got the Vikings run defense. It's still pretty decent. And I think he'll end up splitting shares with Penny. I don't think Penny's going to take the whole job from him. But I think he'll see less touches because of it. Yeah, it's interesting, this matchup right here that I was looking at, too, is he's got Carson Wentz against Miami on his bench. Now I would still probably play Russell Wilson, but that's, it's a very tempting matchup. 
Yeah, I'm not I'm not too scared of the Vikings pass defense to be completely honest, which I know Russell can do a lot running the ball too, but I'd still go with Russell just because Wentz has that bruise on his hand now and we don't know what weapons he'll have available to him. I just feel like Russell Wilson's the safer pick here and after having a couple down weeks, I think he's due for a little bit of a comeback here. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think that's who I would start too, but it's a tough one, man. You got to make those decisions sometimes, especially late here in the season. Oh yeah, definitely. And, uh, I mean, for him, it's not going to have too much of an effect. And since he's a Seahawks fan, I expect him to keep rolling with the Seahawks anyways. <laughs> Why so, would you be a Seahawks fan? That's disgusting. I don't know, man. I don't Actually, if we can get that from JDGG, I know he's in Mexico. So I don't know if we ever got the story of why he chose the Seahawks as his team. But You know what team is very close to Mexico? The Arizona Cardinals. You should like them instead. Maybe that's why he picked the Seahawks is because he was told <laughs> to like the Cardinals, watched them, was disgusted as the Seahawks tore them apart. And he's like, I'm going to pick oh, this team man. instead. No, no way. Only, right, well, e- only the most elite sports in, in Arizona. Sure. <laughs> you keep telling yourself that. It's a hard life. <laughs> oh, it must be so hard with your beautiful temperatures all the time. Oh, it's cold here now, man. It's like 70 degrees outside. Yeah, that's perfect weather. <laughs> you should see how windy it is out here. You know those uh those stop signs they have that are like in the little concrete blocks? So they aren't like completely in the ground, but they're yeah. supposed to be weighted. Yeah. It's so windy. I've seen those things blowing over all over the place. Wow. Yeah, it makes That's me scared nuts. for the ones that are still standing. When I was at a stop sign, I was scared it was going to blow right into my car. And so I just <laughs> had to go as fast as possible away from that intersection. Yeah, we had some crazy rain here for a few days last week, but that's blown over now. And it's it's been really nice outside. So you should move to Arizona like the Cardinals with me. Honestly, I have a few friends that did move out to Arizona, and I'm kind of jealous. But at the same time, don't know if I'd ever be able to do that just because of all the friends and family I have out here too. But you, I, you know, yep. it's tempting, man. We got snow on October 31st and wow. <laughs> the last time we spoke, actually, I think we even talked about it on that podcast, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think the worse. last time that I remember having snow, at least in like the Valley, cause like Phoenix is um, surrounded by what, what they call the Valley. And then you've got the mountains. And so you get snow up there all the time and stuff like that. I think, the coolest thing about Arizona is like you go three hours in any direction. You're like in a completely new environment. But at least in like the valley where Phoenix and all the all the other big cities that you hear about are. I think the last time we got snow, I was like seven years old, maybe. And it was like hardly an inch, maybe. So it was it, it was a big moment. And I think everybody who grew up here still remembers that. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not a I'm not a snow guy. I don't really do well with snow. So <laughs> Yeah, you know, I do like to ski, but I haven't gone in a long time. So at that point, like, why am I still here? <laughs> yeah, see, I've I've never gone. I I, I need to, but I, cool. I haven't. We've got we've got some slopes up north, but still, I've I just haven't gotten around to doing it. I guess. Um, well, unless you're a prodigy, you're gonna be on your butt a lot of the time <laughs> when you first start, whether it's snowboarding or skiing. Actually, the last time I went, I tried snowboarding for the first time, which was just a stupid decision because I was just wiping out the whole day. It's like just should have stuck with what I knew. There you go. I see. I can ride like a longboard pretty well, so I feel like I would be able to kind of have an edge with the with the snowboarding over the skiing, but I'd still probably just biff all the time. So. I think what it is is your feet are like attached to the snowboard, mm. so it, mm-hmm. it makes it feel awkward. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I haven't really <laughs> longboarded or skateboarded or any other boarded. So. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we do have another matchup here. We were just talking about the Seahawks. We've got Adam Jeffrey versus his old team, J.M. Pincus, because as we've talked about multiple times, J.M. Pincus now holds pretty much half of Adam Jeffrey's original team. And because of that, I'm actually going to go with Adam Jeffrey to win this matchup. And he's going to go out on a high note, defeating his old players that spurned him throughout the whole season. Wow. You know, I want to disagree with you, and I probably should, but I think I agree with you. I think I think it's just right that that Adam Jeffrey pulls out a win and goes 3-10 and 10 and upsets and uh, maybe pulls J.M. Pincus down into, into one of the lower spots in the playoffs here. 
because I don't think Jamie Pinkins is playing for much. They're not as hyped up. Um, you know, I think definitely Lamar Jackson, he knows what he's playing for for Adam Jeffrey, and he knows that he's <laughs> got to have a big week here. Same with Bo Scarborough. He's calling your name. So, you know, th- those guys are going to come ready. They're going to come uh, really hyped up to play, and I think I think they're going to pull this one out for him. I wonder if he busts out the old Sammy Watkins, hopes that he has one more magical game in him. Oh, he should. He should. That would be the most Lizard King thing ever. Just perfect bookends to the season. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Uh, I'm hoping he does. I'm hoping it happens. Just play him. Just see what happens. Why not? Yeah, I mean, so there's a few matchups that work in uh, J.M. Pincus's favor. I like Josh Jacobs versus the Chiefs. I like Zach Ertz versus Miami. But Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins versus the Patriots is going to be kind of rough. Yeah, for sure. I, I I don't know how I feel about that. And you know what? If if the Patriots do end up locking up Hopkins uh, and they end up going with the running game, Carlos Hyde is on Adam Jeffries' roster, so he could benefit from that as well. That is true. And uh, with that said, us both taking Adam Jeffrey, uh, I took Jambrosa, you took Coys. We Did we both take Sam Fran? I believe so. Yes. And I'm taking 404, you're taking JDGG. We're both, no, you're taking Tedro, I'm taking Fonet, and that leaves us with the final matchup, me versus you this week, where all I have to do is outscore you by 150 points to secure that bye week. I'm and taking me. You're going to take you, then I'll take yeah. myself for this I've got one. a good feeling. <laughs> I've got a good feeling, too, because we're going to do something we have never done before live on this podcast. We're going to pick three players on each of our teams. So I'm going to pick three players on your team that you have to start, and you're going to pick three players on my team that I have to start. The rest of our roster, we can adjust accordingly. So you can take it whatever way you want. If you want it to keep it as competitive as possible, maybe pick some experimental guys to throw in the lineup. And uh, I'll do the same. Do you want to take the honors and go first? Sounds good. Yeah. Um, You know what? I think I'm going to go. Where do I want to go? I think I definitely want to go with uh, somebody that you already have in your lineup. I'm going to say Nick Foles. Um, just because, like you said, Tannehill's been so good. And even though Nick Foles has the better matchup, I don't want to have to face Tannehill, so I don't want you to change your mind. So I want that to be the first thing, because um, I, I don't want any of Tannehill right now. All right, then I'll leave him in there. Won't change it. All right, then I'll pick one for you, then. We'll just switch off here. Sounds good. So let's take a look here. I think, oh, this is tough. So some of these could backfire. I think, okay, I'm going to pick Terry McLaurin because we have a lot of history with Terry McLaurin between the two of us. And I think it's only right that he gets a spot in this matchup. Sounds good. Sounds good. I will start him. Um, For my second pick, I'm going to go... Let's go with LaShawn McCoy. All right, we can start with LaShawn McCoy. McCoy. against Oakland, that's, that's very iffy. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. So I'll go ahead and, and say LaShawn McCoy. It is incredibly iffy because we don't know what Damian Williams' status is, and uh, McCoy's not done too much lately, but we'll go with it. So I've got McCoy and Foles locked in my lineup. Now, on your side of things, let's see who else we can get in there. Let's go with another rookie receiver. Let's go with Nikhil Harry. Fire him up. <laughs> Real deal, Nikhil. Um Nikhil's a guy I went to college with, uh, met him a couple times, super nice guy. I actually uh, walked past his locker. I got a, a tour of their facility, and I got to touch his helmet, so that was kind of neat. Uh, so I will start up Nikhil Harry this week. That's awesome, actually. Yeah. I, I really want him to do well, too, so I'm totally fine with him blowing me out. All righty. I think my third guy, um, there's not a whole lot here that I'm like super intrigued or interested by, but... I'm going to go with Mr. Uh, Butterhands himself, Evan Ingram, as long as right. as long as he plays, I guess, because he's questionable yeah, still. You should but. give me a backup. So if Evan Ingram is out, who would you have me play? Uh, ooh, voice crack there. Um, I'm going to go <laughs> with uh, I'll go with Alshon Jeffrey. He's been he's been iffy, and you know, facing Miami, he could kill me. But uh, and if Alshon Jeffrey is also <laughs> out, 
He's probable right now, but just in case. Um, <laughs> I guess I funny. didn't think of how unfair this is with how many guys that might potentially be out. <laughs> I just don't want you to start Jarvis Landry. Um, if he's out to, I guess I'll go Dallas Goddard. Okay. Well, so you, you can probably find a find a space for them or something like that. All right. Although, is there someone else? Just because I'm thinking, if Evan Ingram's out and if Alshon Jeffrey's out, I'm starting D- Dallas Goddard yeah, anyways because go. I only there have two go. tight ends. So, uh, it really comes down to do I want Tevin Coleman or Philip Lindsay? Yeah. And you know, Coleman's known to have those big weeks. I think I I think I'll go with Philip Lindsay. Okay, so I have to start Lindsay. I have to well, no, that's only okay. So I have to start Nick Foles. I have to start LaShawn McCoy. Next up, Evan Ingram, if he plays. If he does not, Elshon Jeffrey. If Jeffrey doesn't play, then we put in Philip Lindsay. There you go. Okay. There you go. So then for you. Was that confusing have, enough for you? <laughs> that is confusing enough, sure. So we've got uh Nikhil Harry, we got Terry McLaurin set in the lineup now. And I don't want to hurt you too much because those guys are kind of hit or miss. McLaurin's proven to be great, has that terrible quarterback, though. Nikhil Harry, I mean, the Patriots offense is just a bunch of question marks. I don't want to blow you out here. Um, But I don't want to pick someone like Kyler or McCaffrey because you're going to start them anyways. Let's go with... So I've already given you two receivers... Let's do a running back here. Let's go with Benny Snell. And I think uh, Benny Snell is the pick, too, by the way. I think he's the one above Jalen Samuels and above James Conner, but he's no sure thing. So let's go with Benny Snell, though. All right. He sounds good. I, I'm actually very iffy about him. I wasn't really planning on starting him, so I will do that. And uh, we will see what happens with him. So I do have to wait until uh, James Conner is either for sure out or whatever so i can put him in my lineup or figure out what i'm going to do there but i will start terry mclaurin Nikhil harry and benny snell three rookies by the way yes and by the way i do want to add the caveat then too if james connor for some reason is active don't play snell instead i'll make you play ah shoot um i'll make you play joe mixon then so keep it running back i don't want to completely hog all your wide receiver <laughs> slots. So I want you'll still be allowed to play Julio Jones and Tyreek Hill. I still want it to be a somewhat fair matchup here. Just to add a little bit of fun to it, you know? Sounds good. I thought for sure you were going to say Larry, and then we were going to be able to talk about the best quarterback in the NFL like we did last time. Uh, who's that again? Larry Fitzgerald, apparently. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, shoot. I thought you were actually referring to Kyler, but I forgot uh, about your no. classic faux pas of calling Larry Fitzgerald <laughs> the best quarterback. I like, by the way, how you said in the chat, or I think it was you, it might have been somebody else, that I'm I'm getting the 2008 Super Bowl matchup back together on my roster between the, uh, the Steelers and the Cardinals. I feel like I've got at least three of all of them. Yeah, well, you've got all three of those Steelers running backs, Samuel, Snell, Connor, and then you've got uh, Kyler, Larry, Kenyon Drake. Is that everyone? Uh, so, also, Zane Gonzalez. Yes, you picked up the kicker also, who's been very consistent, actually, this season. Very good. Also an Arizona State guy, and uh, got to see his number get retired. I was actually at the basketball game when they did that. So, Oh, that nice. Was, that was neat also. So. <laughs> Great. Well, then, that wraps up the Week 13 recap here. So let's just take a sneak peek at the playoffs because if we both assume that Sam Fran is going to win, he's likely the sixth seed. So, And if you and Fonette have a bye, currently the way it's projected is that J.M. Pincus will face off against Tedro and I'll face off against Sam Fran. And then the winner of me and Sam Fran faces you. Winner of J.M. Pincus, Tedro faces Fonette. What is your playoff prediction after hearing, keep in mind, Jambrosa saying that you'd lose in the first round? Okay, so he did say that, and I really wish that he was making the playoffs because I would have called the first round out for him. (laughs) Since he's not in the playoffs, um, you know, I think 
I definitely think that J.M. Pinkus Tedro is interesting. I think J.M. Pinkus probably takes that one, but I could see Tedro upsetting. Like we said, you can't really sleep on him. Your matchup in San Francisco is, is definitely interesting. I think that one's a lot closer. Um, you know what? I, I'll go ahead and give it to you, though. I, I think I think you'll be able to pull that one out, and then we'll have a rematch of this week, which, uh, again, I feel so good about. I think I'll dominate you there. And then uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a second round out for Fonet. I want to be on his list since uh, since I've got somebody on mine. So um, <laughs> I'll, I'll call that, and we'll say J M Pincus versus me in the finals. And of course, I'm gonna win that. That's gonna be an easy dub, and I will take this championship home and keep McCaffrey next year. I'm sorry. I know I sound like a loser for taking my first round guy, but you gotta do it. It's McCaffrey. I would take him with the one one anyway. So I don't care exactly. about my first round pick. You're not a loser, and I wouldn't be surprised if <laughs> someone proposes a rule change to not allow first-round keepers for the following season. But since that's what we agreed on, no one's going to blame you because unless he were to get injured, God forbid, we don't want that to happen. But he is the consensus number one overall. I don't see how you could argue anyone over him next year. Yeah, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah, so definitely worth the first round there. As far as my prediction, I'm still going to stay with uh, – since I, I predicted you last week, I'm still going to stay with you versus Fonet in the championship. I'm not as confident if I do have to face Sam Fran. I'm not confident in my, that matchup against him because I don't know if this changes your opinion at all, but the Packers have the Redskins that week. So mm. he'd still have Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones versus the Redskins. I don't know about the rest of his matchups, but I could see both of them having another good week there. I'll tell you what, part of my decision-making goes into b- because last week's was so close, I don't want to have to face him in week 15. So uh, I- I'm hoping that you win because I feel maybe a little bit better about that. So <laughs> I think everyone does. No one wants to face San Fran right now. I no. mean, San Fran won't admit it because he thinks his team is garbage. But he's had arguably worse luck than Adam Jeffrey somehow. And uh, <laughs> his team is crazy stacked, and I don't want to run into it. I'm hoping that some miracles happen this week so I can avoid him. There you go. Yeah. I, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, even, even if no sleep, you know, jumps up into that six, spot, he's not a guy you really want to face either. I I, I would be hoping that somehow either Coy's Jambrosa or 404 found is able to jump up and snag that six spot. And if Jambrosa does it, he's definitely going out in the first round. So. Yeah, it's not all that likely. 4-4 Found had a really good shot if he was able to pull off the win against Fonet last week because 4-4 Found gets JDGG this week, and I I expect him to win as long as he does put in those star players. So he would have been a shoe-in, but uh, luckily for San Fran and No Sleep, he did end up losing to Fonet, and I still expect the winner of that matchup to end up making it there because 4-4 Found's the next highest point total, and he's just under 100 points behind no sleep mm. on the season. So it anything's possible. I mean, we've seen people get like 70-point weeks, and we've seen people get 170-point weeks. So it could definitely happen. There but, you go. Uh, and when you beat me uh, by 150 this week because, uh, you know, Evan Ingram puts up 64 points, then uh, I will not have a buy, and everything will change up. So... <laughs> Yeah, see, that's why I didn't set your full roster here. I was like, I'm not going to make you bench McCaffrey because that's just <laughs> cruel. That would be that would be funny, though. You know, he faces Seattle, so, I mean, it's not the greatest matchup in the world. I still think he'll put up close to 40. Oh, no, he's against Washington this week. Next week, he's got Seattle. Yeah, he could still – it doesn't matter what his matchup is. He's <laughs> He's been amazing in every single matchup. It doesn't matter who you put him up against. The Panthers only scored three points the other week, and he still was over 20 points on the day. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That's ridiculous. He's He's been so great for me. I'm so happy, you know. You know how much I miss David Johnson, but. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I still can't believe you traded for Kenyon Drake right before the Cardinals traded for him. <laughs> I had no knowledge or insight that just, you know, that just happened. I just like Kenyon Drake, the running back, but. Um, yeah, I, that, that was, that was perfect. Wasn't it? And then I don't know, man, they don't call me the tradesman for nothing. I think yeah, I, I think the tradesman definitely no called the, the downfall of David Johnson. I want to go on record and say that I called that a hundred percent though. You did. And you could definitely take a victory lap on that. And that's why <laughs> you're now the go-to on all Arizona Cardinals information. There we go. There we go. 
All right, but we are running a little bit long here. Now that we've uh, finished up all of our recap going into the last week of the regular season, do you have any final thoughts for this week? Um, you know, I will say just a little bit um, story. And, of course, I, I, I feel like when I'm on here, I'm just kind of like bragging. I don't want to come off that way. <laughs> but um, I did have kind of a cool story not long ago, a few weeks ago, since the last time I was on the podcast. Um, you know, you guys know that I, I, I work for the Cardinals, which is awesome. And so they had a uh, charity bowling event that I got to work. So I got to meet almost all the players and it's, it's kind of gotten to the point of, you know, talked to them a few times, me and Chandler Jones are kind of like buddies now. Um, and so, so that was kind of neat. So um, even though we joke about me being the guy to go to and all that stuff, it, it's really cool. Cause I like, I get to see those guys in like real life and everything like that. So I was talking to, you know, Max Williams and Charles Clay and some of these guys, I got to talk to Patrick Peterson, even Cliff Kingsbury, some of these guys. So that, that, that was really neat. But, um, so that's part of the reason why I love having all these guys on my team is just because, like, you kind of have that personal uh, connection with them a little bit. So, um, but other than that, no, I don't really have any thoughts. I think that was just like a cool story that I wanted to share. So, um, again, thanks for having me on and looking forward to the playoffs, looking forward to coming back on after I win the championship. That's right. So, I do plan on whoever wins the championship, I plan on having them come on the podcast. Whoever it is, I'm going to bother them, make sure they can come on. And if somehow I end up winning, I would just have the runner-up come on the podcast and I could brag in their <laughs> face about it. So There you go. That's the plan. And your plan, because that is an awesome story, and Chandler Jones sounds awesome himself, please Super try and nice recruit guy. him to join our league. <laughs> that would be That would be so fun. That would be so cool to have him on there. I don't know. I don't really think he's allowed to, but yeah, I don't know. He might be able to. I know Juju. Actually, Juju plays, so yeah, I, th- I think he might be able to. Yeah, just float it by him and be like, hey, <laughs> I mean, if you don't have anything else going on, we you know, have this really you, cool league. I'll tell you what. If I ever get the chance to, the one thing I do want to do, because um, I have my own podcast for my other league, is I would love to get him to give me like a voice memo, like an introduction to the podcast, and I, I would definitely share that with you. So That would be amazing. And you should just have him do both intros right away so I can just copy you. <laughs> there we go. There Chandler we go. Jones making the rounds on all the podcasts. <laughs> that would be really cool. No, I I feel like if I was in the right situation, I could. he would definitely do it. I just, I don't want to lose my job. So, um, oh, of course. Yeah, <laughs> you know, please, so. please don't put your job on the line. Um, but we no, pay no it would be, that would be awesome. So. All right. Well, on that note, that's a great note to leave off on. So I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. I hope everyone else listening has a great Thanksgiving and good luck to everyone that's trying to get that last playoff spot and then playoffs start next week. Exciting stuff. Of course. Yeah. And thank Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Like you said, um, even our international friends, you guys got to go out and get yourselves a turkey and just participate just because um, I know it's an American thing, but it's it's a fun it's a fun time. So you know, go do it for yourself. Go get yourself something nice. And uh, again, it was great to be on here and happy Thanksgiving to everybody. All right. You have a good night, Fisher. Talk to you later. Thank you. You too, man.